five from Chemist Warehouse, only seventeen twenty-four. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. So we've had Angus Young to open the show. We've got Angus and Julia Stone playing us in there, and we've got Angus Tatavau in studio with me, Steph, uh, until ten o'clock. We're just talking about Josh Lord, Gus, and I've got, I've got, like, I've been looking forward to a day like this where I can, you know, actually sit down and have a meaningful four hours with a front rower. God, so that would be a great four hours, mate. <laughs> so many questions, so many mythical, and you probably get asked about the dark arts all the time. Um, because a lot of the stuff that you guys do, props and locks and hookers, um, isn't visible, and it's it's a lot of it is in the static play, and it's in the restarts, and it's in the set pieces, and we can see the halfbacks and the first fives and the wings, and we can we can actually track them all the time because it, they're, they're usually by themselves doing their doing their business, but you guys are, are a unit. So let's start. Oh, this is going to be so good. I've got so many questions. If you've got questions for Gussie, like like I'm about to, double eight, double three, text them in. Um, set piece, the age-old question, like one, one of the big ticks for Tamati Williams getting is he can play both sides of the scrum. So can you. What's, what's the big differences? Because it must be a big difference if some can't play both sides. Mm. What's the big difference between the two sides? Yeah, I suppose you look at a prop, be like, you know, surely you can just swap in and out, go left, left side, loose head side, tight head side. But if if you don't put the time into it, if you don't have the opportunity to to work on it at training and, and have reps there, it, it's honestly not a, it's different. So if, if, for me, as tight head, um, obviously I'm in between the hooker and the loose head. So you, you know, straight away you've got a bit of a difference. You've got uh, pressure coming from both sides of of, of the scrum. Um, it's in real basic form. I'll just say like a tight head is is your anchor. He's going like through and down. So he's he's trying to anchor the scrum down and through. Not down collapse. Not 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 down collapse. But your your pressure is is to keep the loose head, which is I probably should start with the loose head. I'll start with the loose head because the loose head is is your your main attacker. So he's coming sort of not in necessarily, but up, and he's trying to raise the tight head. To open him up to then raise create a little, yeah, raise the shoulder like so. He'll use his head, he'll use his bind, he'll use his traps, shoulders, um, and obviously his, his drive through his legs to to put the tight head off. Because once you turn the tight head or get him moving back, most likely the whole scrum is is going to be moving back. So therefore, you flip that to the tight head side, and his job is to anchor that. So it's working that loose head back down, getting him uncomfortable. So. Perfect shape, you know, you'd have a nice flat back, you could eat dinner off it, um, you're in a 120-degree angle with your, with your legs. That's what's sort of seen as the perfect sort of scrummaging shape. But if, if next time you're watching a scrum, if you see a prop where their, their back's crunched over like a little harbour bridge, their neck's down and, and they're, they're really short, you can probably see early he's going to get pumped or he's going to go backwards. Um, so you're trying to get into that into that strong position. But to switch in between both of them, it's a different use of your body. As a tight head, I can use my weight. So I'm 128 kgs. Um, I can use my weight a bit more to really sit in that seam and, and put pressure on both the hooker and the loose head. And the loose head, you're more like that's that's where you're trying to squat. You're using your power, your, your big powerful, your muscle, your glutes, your quads to, to squat out of that and get into a good shape to, to create that momentum going forward. So it's 
it's not easy. So you know, I, I could play both, but I prefer tight head. That's what what I feel like suits me a bit more. Um, but sometimes when we're watching, uh, and and there's collapses and that, where I think the growth could be, and, and I know it's tough on referees is trying to understand what they're looking for because sometimes it's it, it will go down and it's a fifty fifty call. And but the front rowers know who who did it. Well, you know, every time you get penalised, the front row is coming up and, and the look of disgust and, and disagreement on his face is... But a lot of the time, you can tell. And that, and, and if you're at home and watching, a lot of the time, it's what what does the body position of, of a player look like when it goes down? Is he is he crunched back? Is he under pressure? Is he folding? Or does he look pretty strong and, and you know, and he's, he's owning the space... Um, and sometimes it can be you need to chase your feet up a bit, but more so a, a big picture you'll see is a loose head crunched, and a and a tight head has what they call pancake, like gone flat, and um, on on the ground, and that's where he hasn't chased his feet enough to keep that pressure on. So he you know, loses his uh, yeah. A good scrum is, is you want to keep going forward, but because there's there is so much pressure in there, sometimes it's like if you move a foot, you're going down anyway. So you're you're hoping that it's a bit of give and take with that loose head that. He's going to come back and put a bit of pressure so that you can then chase up. But um, except talking about Tamaiti, I suppose the opportunities he's had this year and, and in game, he's gone tight head, loose head. I think loose head, tight head, back to loose head in the same game and held his own in those scrums. So for a 22-year-old kid uh, to do that, and he's a, he's a big boy, um, I, th- I think I heard a rumor a few years ago he had to like limit the weights because he was getting too big. Like, You know what I mean? Um <laughs> So they've obviously seen that and and backed them this week against Africa. But oh mate, the, I mean, how long have we got? There's so many yeah technic technicalities and um. Well, one other thing I've always wanted to ask you uh, or a prop, but you're it. The importance of so you've talked about you know your weight and the direction that you push. Um, you're not doing it by yourself. The lock that's behind you, like the one lock that's directly. Got his shoulder into your glutes, and he and he's giving you a guiding hand. How important is? We always talk about halfback, first five, midfield combinations. How important is the combination between the lock and the proc for for that set piece? Oh, if if you don't have a lock that that has a, has a great connection with you and and is not pushing it, you, you'll feel it in a scrum. Um, when when you when you get that that bloke that comes to the scrum and he's ready to work, he's he's his whole mindset on this next. Eight to ten to, or well, sometimes twenty seconds, you know, depending on the scrums these days, is to come in, get his shoulder on your ass, yeah, and push, put, give, give everything you've got because sometimes when you come to the scrum, you your mindset, especially with with the flankers, um, obviously up front where we're focused on, this is our this is our bread and butter, this is this what is we office. need to nail. Yeah, for 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 the other players, sometimes they can be caught up in what's happened. Maybe they, they might have dropped the ball or, or the line-out that's happened or thinking about what's next, but they, they, they're they not in the now with the scrum. They're not in the, my role here is to push. And when, when you catch um, a, a, a lock that loves that part of the game, mate, it makes your game so much easier because most of the, most of the scrum up front is you know, us, we'll get the angles, we'll get the technicality, but the back five create most of the power to, to push in that scrum. And uh, you know, I've, I've, I'll shout him out. Obviously, I've, I've scrummed with um, Brody Retallick a lot. He's he's a man who loves that side of the game. Scott Barrett, one of the greats that you'll ever see. If if you if you're watching the test this weekend, just in malls and in scrums, watch 
how hard he works in those areas. And, you know, he sort of dabbles with six and lock. I've never seen a, a, a number six wear eight studs on, on the bottom of their boots. It's usually a, the lighter <laughs> six stud option. And sometimes you'll see them scratching, you know, like their feet slipping a bit on the scrum. Scott Barrett relentlessly wears eight studs because he knows how important he is to a scrum and, and how he can affect it. Um, so, like, not only that lock connection, but the, the hooker. Hooker can be a massive, massive difference as well because you think he's in the middle of everything. If, if, I'm, a, if I'm a tight head and, and I know this hooker is not uh, blocking me up with his shoulder and creating pressure down onto me, I can change how I want to scrum. I'll talk to my fellow front rowers and we can target him. Much, much alike uh, along the whole one to three. And that connection between one, two, three, four, five is absolutely massive. But the comms with the angles uh, up front, it's like I can't be on my own little tour and go, or right, I'm going to go against a loose head and, and leave my hooker and, and other loose head apart. So we'll have a little little hooey, little meeting, and we'll be like, look, there's an opportunity here to go through the hooker. So on the hit, I'm going to stay square. But uh, say I'll just say Chiefs, me and I'll say to Sonny, I'm going to come come in on and, and we'll arrow through this hooker, lift him up, and we'll go straight through the middle. Or if there's a loose head that's stepping out a bit, I'll be like, I need some help. So Sonny and let's just say Adam Ross, just come across a little bit, bring some pressure to the right side. I'll, I'll, I'll keep him out. And if he steps, then I'll come through the seam between the hooker and the loose head. So is it the tight head that makes those calls? It, it, it just depends. Like I'm I'm the elder statesman, uh, like say at the Chiefs. So um, together we'll have a plan through the week, but then obviously we'll talk a lot and someone will take the lead uh, in, in that scrum. Um, or, you know, we've, we've played, I think we've played almost 50, te- uh, 50 matches for the Chiefs together. So we've got a really good relationship and just been like, how are you guys feeling? Quick check-in most of the time. Sweet, all good, carry on. Or he's doing this. All right, let's adapt and, and do it. And the back five, we just tell them, just push, boys. <laughs> just give us everything you've got. We'll worry about all the, all the technical stuff. But, yeah, like you said, that connection between the lock and the prop, uh, the prop and the hooker and that whole front row and then, even the the back row to to trigger us in. So the main sorry, I'm going on tangents here, Steffi. This but, is great. But w- when you get to a scrum, uh, you obviously crouch, bind, set on the bind. The two biggest triggers to to it's not a big hit as as it used to be, but the two triggers are the number eight and the hooker. So obviously the hooker's got his foot. You can't bring it all the way back, and it's just like a little handbrake. So you just think a little pop. So he releases that weight on his foot. On the just like you're trying to just get on this, yeah. Just because if you can catch any little advantage, and then the eight is is exactly the same. So he can maybe go just a tiny bit early. You got to be a bit careful, but those two guys are crucial in terms of of firing the scrum in, into into it's the winning set that position. first inch, isn't it? Yeah, and you know you you don't always get it right, but everyone always tries to chase that. So you're all in in one scene. You don't want to be front row going and then the back five catching. It's one, like we're all under a blanket, we're all fitting in the same glove and we're moving together. And those two guys are, are, are massive in, in terms of triggering that together. I remember having a discussion with Chrono, just the, just the scrum wizard. And he t- and I think it was him that told me this, that he went and spent some time um, with an NFL team and he came back and he told the guys, because like, you've got machines that you can scrum against that shows how much power you're putting out as a scrum unit. And there was a trick with the tip of your tongue at the top of your mouth, like behind your teeth. You just push it up there. And he said between 5 to 10% more power when he got the whole scrum just before the engage, they did that. 
and it does something psychologically or metaphysically or something like that. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, I've, I've got a shout out to Chrono because he is an absolute scrum wizard. And it's not only things like that, like, yeah, to put the tongue at the top of your mouth. I think it's just like a mental just to switch on and be engaged. But I think he like he went to um, sumo wrestlers. He went around the world to... He went to ballerinas yeah, to learn how to lift. Yeah, well, it's like, so where's who's the best at, at what they do and how can that be applied to to rugby and, and to a scrum and to a line-out? And he was always trying to you know evolve the game and evolve how you'd look at things and in different ways. There was another one where it was something about like if you could if you'd stand there, someone could lift your leg and you'd be put off balance pretty easily. And then there was a centering thing where you'd you'd sort of slump over, head down, and then you'd come back, curl up like each sort of vertebrae straightening back up. And you I think you call it like centering, and then you try and lift the leg, and it was like you can't. trying to get Excalibur out, like stuck in stuck in the stone. So he was, I mean, he was ahead of his time, you know, and, and the way he'd look at things was totally different to, to how any any other people was. And now, you know, he's obviously in that mentoring role, trying to pass some of that that knowledge on. But I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I've met a guy like him that would would try and see the, the future and where where we could go and how even a little 1% could change. Yeah. Because at, at the top level, it is. It's the tiny little differences well you talked about chasing that inch on on the engage yeah. in a scrum that's one percent of a scrum but probably the most important percent it's it's it sets you up it puts you in the in the in the position and it ha- like i said it has changed a lot from the old days where you just hit and then you'd go 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 trying to trying to win that now it's it's if you get that little punch you put the opposition on the back foot and then it's the constant pressure after that to keep them under the pump but that initial little bang Little little inch that you can take, it's all about dictating on your terms. Each little step on the crouch, I'm 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 on my own terms. On the bind, oh I've taken a little bit of their space. I'm in control. Punch, boom. Oh I've taken a little bit more. They're on the back foot. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Let's go. And then on the other side, if you if you're feeling that, uh oh uh oh yeah, I need to get out of this. I need to get out. Oh oh here they come. You know it's pops. Yeah exactly. Rib, neck gone. Um, <laughs> But when you get it right and and you go through a scrum, it's I know it's, these days you know you, I think the Blues was it the Blues played and and they had about ten scrums against the Highlanders um, and a lot of people are like, oh that you know that sucks it's it's boring, but it's the the war of attrition and and when you're in that right in the middle of that mix and you're getting the upper hand of another team and you get a yellow card out of it, I mean for a front rower that's that's the chahu that's, yeah, that's, that's the chahu time a lot yeah I mean. That's what you, you know, the difference between, say, league and rugby is you can use your scrum as a weapon. You can take a player off the field because of your dominance. You can push over and get a, a penalty try. You can turn the ball over through a scrum, you know. So it's it's that contest which, you know, as a prop, I, I appreciate. But I, I sort of, I'm trying to share the love that, you know, like I know people find it boring, but it's it's a it's tough in there. It's mm. not you know it's a it's a grind. It's a it's an arm wrestle. It's a it's a chess battle. It's a chess match. You're figuring each other out. You're finding out where's the weaknesses. How can I? Oh, this scrum happened here. All right, next scrum. Let's let's see if we can counter that. Oh, yeah, we've got the upper hand. You know, mm. so it's Captain it's, K's asking me to break, but I have one very <laughs> quick question and I need a quick answer. Is it fair, me as a watcher? Let's say the Chiefs are playing the force and you're smashing them in the scrum and they keep getting penalised and then a guy gets a yellow card because they're being dominated and he can't keep his feet. 
For me, he's getting a yellow card and 10 minutes in the bin for not being strong enough. Not being foul, not, not breaking the rules. He's just not strong enough to keep you guys back. Is that fair? Yeah, a quick, quick answer. I'll say not only him, but sometimes it's a whole scrum and someone just cops it. Yeah. So it's not always just one individual. It could be their whole scrum system, uh, connection, but one, one person has to cop it. So it's fair. To penalise someone yeah, for not being strong enough. <laughs> for a there's, prop, some, there's, there's some substance in that. Yeah, okay. It's gussy. Oh, geez, I could have kept going, but Captain K's <laughs> doing the break the stick, break the stick. So we'll come back. Captain K's got some new headlines for us next.